With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, what's up? It's Anderson Small. You are listening to Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. You are now joining the Raspy Voice Kids. I am here with my brother. Jeremy, J.N. Fiend in the building, in the booth. Let's go. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned into Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. And we ready to rock because today we are talking about Disney characters. The theme park, the movies, everything that encompasses Disney, and we're talking even more when it comes to cartoons. Jay, what you got to say? I mean, everybody knows about Disney, Walt Disney, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. We know about World Disney. I've never actually been to Disneyland because we can do we can we do whack. But compared whoa, 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 to whoa, whoa. why World, is Disneyland whack? Because Disney World is a spot. Disneyland out in California is just a wannabe, you know. All right. I mean, if you say so, I know it's not, it's not Disney in Europe. I know it's not Disney in Japan. I know that those don't count, but I did not realize there was such a big difference between, between Disneyland and Disney World. That's because you ain't done your research. And but you ain't have even I, been to Disneyland. I, yeah, yeah. I just heard it's, it's whack compared to Disney World. That's all I'm going to say. I heard that it was whack compared to Disney World. Who knows who said it? I can't even remember right now. But either way, we all are familiar with Disney. And the first thing I want to get out, and I think we've said this before, is, well, actually, I'm going to ask the question. Is it okay to go to Disney if you don't have little children and you're by yourself? Like I said, now, if you take your wife, if you take your boo thing, but for grown adults to go to Disney just because they want to go to Disney, is that okay? What do you mean? Now, I need to ask you, what do you mean go to Disney by yourself? You mean you don't live in Orlando and you make a whole trip where you spend the entire time by yourself? Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess my mind always just thought like, you're going to go to Disney world and get out some kids, you know, or bring your girlfriend or bring your boyfriend or whatever. 
But I hear these people who just go because they love Disney so much. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much by themselves. I mean, I feel like Disney has a lot to offer. It's got so many different so. things. As I, as I was saying, I kind of backed off it, you know? I okay. backed off it. Okay, okay. Just for checking. me, I mean, we've been to Disney a few times um, in our life. When I say a few times, probably like five or six times. Our, parent, our grandparents lived in Kissimmee, literally like five minutes from Disney property. We've been there, and it's a great place. But, Brandon, I feel also, maybe this is controversial too, I feel like it's a place like New York City. New York City, the visit is great. But for me, I only need to go to New York City maybe once every five years. Disney's like that for me. I feel like you should go one time when you're like 10, 11 years old, when you're young. And then you can go back once you're 30, 35, maybe, maybe three times in your life. And then when you get up a little bit older, 50 maybe. It's not a place that you make just for me. It's not a place that I'm trying to go every single year. No, but I know people who go two, maybe three times a year. They love it that much. Yeah, man, I don't know about that. These are I Disney really fanatics don't know about that. with families. They go, they camp. Sometimes they stay at the resort. They have experienced Disney on every level possible, and they love it to that level. I don't. As a kid, I liked it until I got old enough to ride roller coasters. And then I was like, take me to Cedar yeah. Point, take me to King's Island. Because Space Mountain's not getting it. That's right. And, it, and at uh, Kings Island or Cedar Point, they got a little makeshift uh, cartoon characters. Maybe it's not Mickey and Minnie, but it's something. Somebody yeah. dressed up in a hot costume in the middle of the summer. That's got to be one of the worst jobs on the planet Earth. No, amen. Amen. Especially <laughs> when you've got little kids saying and doing things they got no business doing and saying. Uh, I know we talked about this too, but just like the time I was there, I don't know, maybe I was like eight years old and I remember... Kicking George Jetson so hard. Exactly. I don't even know what he did. Yep. I don't even know what he did. I just remember kicking him so hard. <laughs> he probably didn't do anything but exist. Yeah. My dad, I remember dad come over, tearing me up and then making me and walking me back over and making me apologize to George Jetson in front of everybody. <laughs> Gonna put that out there. Gonna put that out there. Well, y'all, I was a thug, baby, because I'm a thug all day, every day. Baby, from the womb, son. Yeah. So, My other question is this. Are you, are you going there? You go. Yeah, that's where I was going. So we think, about this, we, we think about cartoon characters. And if I had to say who's the GOAT, I think most people would have an answer. But instead of saying who's the GOAT, since we all pretty much know who it is, give me your top three. I want you to give me your top three. One, two, three. I'm going to name some characters. You give me your top three. And where they go in what order. Bugs Bunny. Mario and Mickey, Mickey Mouse. I got to go with Mickey being number one because Mickey does movies. Mickey does video games. Mickey has a theme park. Mickey has television stuff. Mickey does everything. He's got a 360 deal with Disney. Okay. For those of y'all who know, if you know, you know, Mickey does. Everything. I've never heard of, I've never heard of a Bugs Bunny world. Yep. Bugs Bunny land. Never heard of a Mario world. I've never heard of a Mario movie, right? He's not, he didn't have any movies, does he? No, they they made a movies, I think in the nineties, uh, okay. real live. It wasn't talk, it was like real live action, but yeah. I remember the real live action TV show, which was creepy. Those old dudes playing Mario and Luigi, but I just feel like it's not even close. It's not even a contest. Walt Disney did his thing when he made Mickey and Mickey has proliferated all of pop culture, all of society for a long time now. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
So any other cartoons on your list? You think you go down? All right, so those are the top I three. I feel like Bart Simpson any, is underrated. Bart Simpson is definitely in the mix. My question is, you taking Bart or you taking Homer as the more recognizable character? Bart was initially the more recognizable character, but as time went on, the buffoon of a father became the motto, became the mantra, became the standard for television, and Homer overtook him. Homer became the main character, kind of like Steve Urkel on Family Matters. Steve Urkel was supposed to be just a guest character. And he ended up becoming the character for the show. So I feel like you're right. Homer is the more, um, the bigger of the two names. Let me just give a shout out real quick, not that nobody cares about it. I'm going to give a shout out to a character that only, you know, 90s babies know or 80s, 80s I mean, you know, if, if you grew up young in the 90s, you know, he is never on any of these lists, nor should he be. But I gotta give it up one time for my boy Doug. I mean, always trying to holler at Patty Mayonnaise. Had his best friend. His name was Skeeter. Yes, yeah. that's his real name on the show. Um, I think yeah, it's funny Doug, they made Doug. Doug. Doug was white, obviously, but Skeeter was purple, and he was clearly supposed to be from a black family. He was. He was like a teal color, actually. But yeah, but he clearly was supposed to be from a black family. Yeah, he was clearly black. <laughs> but they didn't make him black. Guy. It's so funny to me. Yeah, they didn't even do the the South Park thing and just name him Token. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> North. No, Forest. but he, but, yeah, but uh, look, I, I started looking at names. Let me name some other characters that are known far and wide. Popeye, mm. Tom and Jerry, yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Charlie Brown. Scooby-Doo. I don't know. I was never really into Scooby-Doo, but I guess worldwide, maybe they know him. Fred Flintstone. And here, and then we get to these two names that, like, so when you make a list, I, I was looking online, and they were talking about the most recognizable characters. Two people I really feel sorry for. And how can you feel sorry for cartoon characters? I don't know, but Daffy Duck, because Daffy is huge, but Daffy's never going to be Bugs. He's never going to be always, Bugs. He's always going to play second fiddle, at best. He's always Ashley Simpson to Jessica Simpson. Living in the shadow of someone else's dream. Yeah, his second fiddle. The other person is Vegeta. That's right. I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z. Goku is the goat of Dragon Ball Z. And Vegeta, man, is such a great character. He's always, once again, living in the shadow of someone else's dream. You're doing your thing, son. But let me just tell you, I want to name two things specifically. I know y'all probably tired of the cartoon thing, but I want to say, Mickey's a goat. Mickey is Tom Brady of the cartoon world. There's no question it. There's no doubt. You may not like him, but there's no questioning. He's the goat. Period. Point blank. Can nobody come close? But do you know who I feel like is the Luka Doncic of this cartoon game? SpongeBob. Oh, really? Young, young goat. Young goat. I'm telling you, his meteoric rise, when I say young, I know he's been around for 20 years or so, but compared to Mickey, who was way back in the day, way back in the early 1900s, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're like, right. Luke I didn't think about it like that. You're exactly right. Brandon, SpongeBob, on a worldwide scale, I don't think he can ever get to Tom Brady. I don't think he can ever get to Michael Jordan, but he's the, he's the Luca of the here and now. I like it. Do you know who I feel like the Jer- well, maybe not Jeremy Lynn? Let's say I'm, I'm gonna say Dirk Nowitzki. 
The Dirk Nowitzki of cartoon characters are Dora the Explorer. She was hot there for a season. Dirk won one MVP and one NBA championship. Um, Dora is like the best foreign player. <laughs> in the yeah. NBA. yeah. You know? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? But uh, anyway, we're just going back in time, man. We, we have a good nostalgia moment. Just talk about cartoons. But what cartoons did you use to watch? Were you a Jetsons fan? Were you a Flint, Flintstones fan? Um, what kind of cartoons did you watch? Are you talking about uh, Dexter's Laboratory? Proud you family. Know, proud family. I mean, and you know what? They were even talking about, I, I saw this list. Eric Cartman made top 20 of most recognizable characters. So I think that's legit. Out. I was going to bring that up. I think, that, I think that's legit. <laughs> He's such a something of a character. He really is. He really is. But hey, let us know what you think. Let us know your feelings. Let us know what you grew up watching. What, what were you doing on your Saturday mornings? Get at us, RBK. Rat me, boys! Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alfred Home Solutions can fix this problem. Call them today at 304-317-4105 today to book your free insulation estimate. Again, 304-317-4105. Don't wait. Insulate. Here we go again, here we go. I got five on it. We gonna get five questions. Jeremy Phoenix, JN Phoenix, and my brother, I also hate Pitt, is also here in the building. Tell him what's up. What up? And we about to get to this, I got five on it. Hey, drop the beat, Jordan. Let's go. Everyone knows what time it is. It's time for I got five on it, five blanks. Sometimes they're just questions disguised as blanks, but you'll all pick up on that. Let's start things off with number one. Blank is the more legendary facility. Milan Pushkar Stadium or the Coliseum? I thought about this a lot. It was hard for me to decide, but I think it's got to be Milan Pushkar Stadium because I believe that at its core, West Virginia University is a football school. It witnessed... Three different BCS bowl game winners for their whole entire seasons under three different coaches. Um, it witnessed greatness with Major Harris and Pat White. Witnessed greatness with the greatest all-time passing leader in the history of WVU and Geno Smith, Tavon Austin, Steady B. It also ushered in the John Denver Country Roads time singing after we win with John Denver's performance in 1980. I think it's got to be Milan Pushkar, which was formerly just known as Mountaineer Field. More legendary, definitely Mountaineer Field for me. Um, not because I feel like it really is, but I'm saying perception is reality. And the fact is, I feel like the Coliseum is severely underrated. I've seen so many basketball facilities that can't even touch what the Coliseum looks like from outside in the rocking that goes on inside. But customarily, every single time they comes out with most hostile place to play, Mountaineer Field, Milan Pushkar Stadium is in the top 15. The Coliseum, I feel like, is thoroughly underappreciated. I wanted to go with it because of the banners that it hang, because making it to the Final Fours in the national championships, that, you know, uh, for, for back in the day. 
um, because of us beating UCLA and, and storming the court. And just people know it's a harsh environment to come into, but it's underappreciated. So if we're going to talk about legendary, it's Mountaineer Field. Because everybody knows you don't want to come into Morgantown, especially not at night, to play football. Number two, the NBA Combine means blank for Deuce McBride. The NBA Combine means a lot for Deuce. It means he has a shot. They only bring in, I think, the top 49 players or top 40. I think, I think, I think, I think they got like 69 players this year. Okay, my bad. But either way, it means he's one of the top prospects in all of the country. So he's got a shot to prove himself in a big-time spot. And I saw somebody wrote an article saying that no matter what Deuce does, it's a win-win for WVU, whether he goes or whether he stays. The combine is stepping in the right direction, showing you can make it to the pros from WVU under Bob Huggins. So it means a lot. The NBA combine uh, for Deuce McBride means everything. I think he showed to be that he has a nice shot. He showed he can play defense. If you look at that picture with him and uh, Javon Carter, you can see how long his arms are. I know I keep going there, but that means something. That makes a difference when NBA teams are picking people. But now, show it on the court. And the reason why I'm excited because I believe that he can match up and guard most of the people who are going to be there, if not all of them. I feel like he can get a shot off. I feel like he has the confidence and the grittiness to do it. So if you get in there in that combine, you work your butt off and you show these dudes up, look, all you need is an opportunity. I say this about Darius Stills all the time. He got, you know, he uh, unsigned free agent. All you need is an opportunity to show up and show out. And for and Deuce, baby, this is your time to show them ain't nobody, nobody, two levels above you, baby. You know what I mean? So it means everything. And, and we're talking about his future. We love that he has the opportunity to participate. But then if we want to talk about monetarily, this is huge for him, Brandon. He goes up, he shows up, he shows out. Like, I feel like he will. He's going to be drafted high, and he'll get that signing bonus. <laughs> That's what's up. Number three. Blank did more for WVU's brand. Oliver Luck or Don Nealon? That is a good question because Don Nealon built the brand, but Oliver Luck saved the brand. Don Nealon created what we now know and understand as modern-day West Virginia football. He built the traditions. He built the legacy that makes West Virginia a viable, powerful school in the history of college football. But without Oliver Luck getting us into the Big 12, we were we would be nothing. We'd be like UConn. Brandon, I just I, hold up. I know, I know it's your turn to fill in the blank. I just don't know. I just keep thinking I don't know. But go ahead. Maybe I have an answer by the time you're done. Go ahead. I think it's got to be Don Nealon because of the time he put in, what he produced as far as All-Americans, as far as Heisman contenders, as far as playing for a national championship. Oliver Luck, under Oliver, Oliver Luck, we did not play for a national championship. Under Oliver Luck, we did not do as much as we did with Don Nealon just in football. Oliver Luck had more of a build or more of an impact on everything. I, I think it's a push. Blank push is the, is the answer for me. It is. I don't, it's so close because here's the thing. What came first, the chicken or the egg? You know? So Don Nealon comes first. He puts us like, if Don Nealon hadn't done what he did, then we wouldn't be in a position to go to the Big 12. But on the flip side, Oliver Luck parlayed our brand as West Virginia and let us get into the big 12 
which I know people don't like the Big 12, but here's the thing. Look at all the facilities. Look at the basketball arena being updated, the football stadium, adding corridors, and, and the state of the, uh, state of the art uh, ice, was it ice bath tanks? Uh, Cryo. Uh, Cryotherapy. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Like, maybe we aren't winning Big 12 championships right now, but we are making so much money, and we are excelling and, and going forward. When it comes to um, the West Virginia brand, um, to our facilities, donations, and that was all set up by Oliver Luck parlaying us into the Big 12. Both of these guys are so huge in what we're doing and where we're at right now. So do you want to say, hey, look, Oliver Luck couldn't do this if Don Neal hadn't came first, which is true, or are you going to say Oliver Luck took it and in, in, you know, put it in hyperdrive? So now we have some of the best facilities in the country. It's such a push, but because this is fill in the blank and because I'm a real one, I'm going to go with Don Nealon. I'm going to go with Don Nealon on this one. I'm going to give you an answer because when you, like, like I said, when you went to Canada and they said, long live Major Harris, that's something um, that the country recognizes. The stuff that we're doing now in the Big 12 and the upgrades are huge for us. But the brand itself is built on the field and what people and players see. It's almost like what Tavon Austin was able to do and all these kids saying, hey, look at Tavon. Don Nealon was able to parlay us into a legitimate contender, a legitimate big-time program, maybe at the highest levels, but very, very respectable. I go with Don Nealon. That's my answer. Number four. I'd rather the blank game to be outstanding, even if the blank game is just average. I want the receiving game. I want the Deggy to Showtime Jet to Bryce, to Bryce Ford Wheaton, to all the other receivers that are out there. Sam James. Yeah. Uh, I want the passing game, the receiving game, the whatever you call it, the air attack to be the excelling factor. I prefer that over the run game. It's a new era. It's a new time. It's a new age. Running the ball is not as important as it used to be. So running can be average. As long as it's average, not below average, I'll take the receiving, the passing and receiving game all day. All day, every day. I'm with you, man. I'm taking the receiving game to be outstanding, even if the running game is just average, because in the conference that we're built in, now this is not for every year. It's not for every conference. But for us this year in the Big 12 Conference, and it seems, you know, the trend that seems to be going, you got to be able to pass the ball. If our running game is average, but our receiving game is outstanding, that leaves us as 8 and 4, Brandon. I'll take that. I expect if you have an outstanding If you have an outstanding running game, but your passing game is just average, I think you're going to lose a lot more times in the Big 12 where people are putting up points. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm with you. All day, every day. Give me the passing game. Number five. Kevin Durant's game five performance of 49 points and 17 rebounds was blank. Don't leave out the 10 assists. Up with the triple-double. Triple-double, man. What do you think it was? It was goat-like. I feel like little baby's lying for Kevin Durant. I'm not a goat, but I fit the description. You can't call Kevin Durant the goat yet, but he, but he fits the description. And the Slim Reaper. Hold up. Oh, no, no, no. Let them, say that again. I love that. I, I don't remember hearing that line. But say it again for Kevin yeah, Durant. It's, it's, little it's, baby. 
It's for wants and needs. Little baby, I'm not a goat, but I fit the description. Love it. And it's real love because it, Kevin Durant, it, Kevin Durant with 49, 17, and 10 did something nobody's ever done in the playoffs ever before. He played all he played all 48 minutes in a win, in a must-win game five without Kyrie or Harden. I did not like the Nets because they were a super team. And not just a not just a regular super team, a really, really ridiculous. Hey, 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 don't go too far because we'll talk about this on oh, okay, okay. Uh, what's the roundup. So just fill in the blank and keep it moving. Okay. It was it was goat-like. <laughs> Kevin Durant's performance was goat-like. For me, the blank is Kevin Durant's game five performance of 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists was the real MVP. The real MVP. I don't think greatest of all time. What I will say is something I sent you in a text message. He's the greatest basketball player on the planet right now, no question. Period. Point blank. Hate him or love him. Typically, I'm a hater on Kevin Durant. No, no, I'm not a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I, I I don't really like Kevin Durant, but with his basketball game, with his basketball game, <laughs> say what you want about the scandal. That man's game is scandal proof. Scandal proof. Dude is ridiculous. So anyway, that's, I got five on it. Five questions, five answers. I feel like we did our thing. I feel good about our answers, but Hey, maybe you're feeling something else. Let us know. Get at us. R-B-K. Rap me boys. It is time. Time for the sports roundup with the Raspy Voice Kids. I am Brandon Phoenix. Y'all know me as I also hate Pitt. I am joined now by Jeremy Phoenix in the building in the booth. Coming from Disney World. We out here getting it in. Jeremy on the road, but still getting it done. By the way, unnecessary. He didn't even need to have that. Unnecessary, but go ahead. We're out here doing the sports roundup. It's time to talk all things in the world of sports. Jeremy, what do you want to start with? I mean, we're going to get up into it, man. We're going to talk about Kevin Durant. We're going to talk about what anonymous coaches said about our our team, which uh, was it Chris Anderson who wrote that? I'm going to give a shout out to him. We're going to talk about Nico Marquilio, whatever his name is. Marquilio. We're going to talk about the draft combine. But Brandon, for a second, I know nobody cares about baseball, but it is America's quote-unquote pastime. I want to talk about the spider attack. That sticky stuff they've been putting on the fingers to throw the ball and to have give a little more rotation every time they throw the ball, that's really big right now. Have you seen that? Have you paid attention to that? They've been doing this since the beginning of baseball, Jay. True. They used to use spit. That's where you get the spitball from. They use Vaseline. They use pine tar. They use sunscreen. They use all kinds of things to get the advantage. Baseball is built on the back of, backs of cheaters. From steroids to trash cans to greenies. No, no, no. Yes, yes. I guess that's what makes me so mad about this because the baseball purist, is there such a thing? Is that a, that's an oxymoron, baseball purist. These baseball purists, uh, Hall of Fame voting people who always want to be so up, your game is the, one of the dirtiest, legitimately. All the stuff you just named, trash cans, greenies, steroids, uh, spider tack. What else you want else? What else you going to say? Uh, my, no, my no minorities in the early part of the century. <laughs> it's just the thing that they are so uppity about everything. And now we have this spider attack. Now I understand Buster only, you know, Buster only, uh, baseball analyst, man, he puts it down over and over, but 
what he says is they've been doing this for generations. Maybe it wasn't spider tech, which is like a new whatever, but they've been using rosin and, and other, you know, sticky stuff to get a better grip. Now, if you don't understand, pretty much, they talk about the rotations of the baseball. I don't understand all that, but if the ball rotates 225 times before it gets to home plate, batters have you know, a certain, I think it's like a 350 batting average. If it goes above 225 rotations, immediately everybody's batting averages drop 50%. That's important because if you can grip the ball better, you can snap it more and make it rotate more. And that's what they're seeing. Incredible rotation um, in the baseballs. And so hitters can't hit as well. But like they said, this has been going on for generation after generation. It's been passed down. So why now is it just now being addressed? Also, cheating is cheating. I also think about the steroid uh, thing. There's people who can't make it to the Hall of Fame because they decide to boost their testosterone so they, get, so they can hit just a little bit farther. Isn't this the same thing? Cheating the game? Cheating I, to get better? 100%. So you're going to put an asking by everybody of this or the last – if you said it's been going on forever, maybe the whole – all baseball needs an asterisk, you baseball uh, purist. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It irritates me. It irritates me. Um. The one thing I will say is I do want to give a shout-out to probably one of the greatest pitchers of all time, Jacob deGrom from our Mets. His catcher came out, and he said, unlike Garrett Cole, who's probably one of the best pitchers at MLB right now, unlike a lot of other pitchers that are being – because they say pretty much everybody does it, our catcher said, Jacob deGrom never uses that stuff. He's just amazing. deGrom. Yeah, but what would you say his first name was? Jake. Oh, I thought you said David. Jake. I was about to say. I was about to call you out, Mets fan. Brandon, he has a 6.2 ERA and strikes out 45% of the batters he faces. This is this is like Pedro Martinez or, or Sandy Koufax. Randy what he's Johnson. Doing right now in this, what he's doing right now in this era is unprecedented. Buster Oley, who is a great baseball historian, said, he may be the greatest pitcher of all time because of what he's doing, what he's doing it in, in the era he's doing it in. So shout out to the amazing Metropolitans, the amazing Mets. I just want to get that out there. I hate baseball. By the way, by the way, I, I, I love, I, mean, hold on, I don't hate baseball. I hate the baseball purist. And just to put this in perspective, when you can rotate the ball more with, because of the sticky tack, they say it's like hitting a 98 mile an hour with the wiffle ball because you don't know where it's going. Exactly. You ever try to hit a whiffle ball, Brandon? Yeah. Imagine that. Now, imagine that whiffle ball was going ninety-eight miles an hour. That's that's what you're dealing with, and that's the reason why you've seen how many? What seven no hitters this year? <laughs> it's really insane. The funny thing is, the unfortunate thing is, John Means, a Mountaineer, has been implicated in this by a guy on Twitter on uh, TikTok who does videos of pitchers Trump's cheating. Up, Trumped up charges. Trumped up charges. Exactly. All right, let's move on. So you want to get into... You know what? Let's talk about the... uh, How do you pronounce his last name? Nico... Marchio. Marchio. He was on campus. Decommitted from Florida State. Big-time quarterback. Strong, nice arm, lefty, you know? On campus, took a visit, and that's what has everybody buzzing right now, man. Did you see that, Brandon? 
Yeah, and the last time we had a lefty, we did okay, right? Patrick Christian White. Absolutely. When I watch, I saw I watch a few uh, YouTube videos of this this kid. What I normally do, there's a big time recruit who's been buzzing around the uni- the university, has us in their top five. I usually check him out. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Skyler Don Howard. Now, before people start hating and and saying whatever they want, remember what I'm saying is not a, a dig at, at, at Nico. This for me is a praise. Because don't forget, Skyler, man, he threw for 7,300 yards, 60 touchdowns, and 24 interceptions in three years. The dude balled out. And he had our last 10-win game season. He could ball out. He could run. He could pass. When I look at Nico, man, he's built in the same fashion. He's taller than Skyler. Um, but the mobility is about the same. Yeah, he's mobile like Skyler. He can throw the ball. Granted, it's lefty. Um, but the, I don't know when I watch the film, I just, I feel like Skylar and Skylar is one of the best quarterbacks we've ever had in this university. Hate it or love it. We at RVK, we love it. After our interview and he was able to clear up some stuff, man, we ride with Skylar and, and his stats speak for themselves. 100%. Now we also know that the draft combine is coming up next weekend. NBA, the 21st NBA draft combine. Thank you. The NBA draft combine comes up. Uh, June 21st, we know Miles McBride is in the building, in the booth. Maybe not in the booth, but he's going to be on the court playing against other players. I think there's like 60, maybe 69 other players there. Brandon, how big is this and what does it mean for your boy, our boy, Miles McBride? It's a big deal for him. It really is. And it's a good thing for West Virginia University that we can get some representation and recognition. One of the things these kids and their parents look at and their AAU coaches look at is, can I make it to the league from your university under your coaching staff? If Deuce can make it, it helps, it helps bolster Huggins' resume. It helps bolster his, the proof that you can develop and you can be an NBA player under Huggy, especially with Deuce, Deuce doing it after his sophomore season. It's a big deal. Slip flag is loose. Bowl punching your bowl of deuce. Anyway, <laughs> maybe you want, maybe you don't want a bowl of deuce, but no, man, I got one. I got one thing I have to say to deuce is look, all you need is an opportunity. Here's the opportunity. You have two rules. Show up, show out, show up, show out. Show them what you got. This is your chance to go one-on-one with the big boys, quote unquote, big boys. Show them that you're second to none. There's a reason why you could have played football. There's a reason why you're a big-time athlete in basketball. You're athletic. You have confidence. Um, he's done. <laughs> he's for sure not coming back. I'm sorry. Like, I haven't heard that from anybody, but he's for sure not returning to West Virginia. But, man, and I don't I'm, think I'm he excited. should. No, and he shouldn't. Go get that money. Go get that money. I saw a go projection where he's, he's picked to go uh, in the first round. If you're picked to go in the first round, you go, in my opinion. So this is big. And you know what? The truth is, there's certain people that get, you know, the stage is too big for them. Um, I'll give you an example. Playoff P, Paul George. But anyway, um, I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be big, too big for him. I think he's going to relish the opportunity to be able to show himself against other uh, players that he deem maybe, you know, better than him. So, hey, look, we're, we're all supporting June 21st. Tune in. Uh, Miles McBride, Miles Deuce McBride makes the NBA combine. But as we're talking about the NBA, uh, yeah, we're talking about the NBA right now. Brandon, this guy I don't like, but how can you question him? Kevin Durant, did you see him last night? The Durantula. The, the Durantula. 
Yeah, man. He went off 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. But it wasn't just the points. It wasn't just the assists. It wasn't the stat line. It was when hitting a huge three, when James Harden passed the ball way out in the middle of nowhere, clock running down, he hits a big time three from way deep with 46 seconds left. It wasn't just that he hit it. It was the way he hit it, the confidence that he hit it. Is there any question whether he's the best basketball player on the planet right now? Not to me, because he can do it on both ends of the floor. Defense, rebound, he can play offense, obviously, with the 49 points in a playoff game. And he's not afraid of the moment. I think it's also funny. Like, I told you this last night. I was like, people always like, oh, can you imagine Iverson if he was taller? Can you imagine this person if they were bigger? Kevin Durant. You know who Kevin Durant is? I told you last night, so I'm not going to give you a chance to answer it. Kevin Durant is a six foot ten. Steph Curry, because what you're seeing is unstoppable. You can't stop him from scoring. You can't stop him where he shoots. You can't affect him because he's so big, long arms. What are you going to do? Offensively, man, this kid is just incredible. He really is. No, I mean, I've got nothing to say besides exactly what you said. He's unbelievable. Didn't you say something about, what you talking about LeBron or Jordan? What were you saying? Well, you were saying something earlier. I was saying that earlier. Kevin Durant is the greatest player on the planet right now. But his resume, his overall career, does not stack up to Jordan's or even LeBron's. I agree. I agree 100% with that. But I will say, I feel like a, a switch flipped in him when he went to Golden State. Before Golden State, granted, he had good teams. And other, maybe some of his other teammates kind of let him down um, when they were pursuing the championship. But I do feel like once he got to Golden State, it's like the confidence. Um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, when they were with uh, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson told him, you're the greatest two shooters. Go out and prove it. And then they really started believing it. And there's one thing to know something or think something and know, and then later on know it. Kevin Durant is a spot where he knows it. So he doesn't have to think, I'm the man. He doesn't have to tell himself. He doesn't have to hype himself up before games. You know why? Because he knows he's better than every player on the court. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a closer. You're seeing a killer. You're seeing somebody who knows they can't be stopped. He doesn't question it. He doesn't think about it. I think he's a different player than when he, before he went to Golden State. I think Golden State made him comfortable enough to realize who he was. And now you're seeing a different Kevin Durant than what you, than what you saw prior to Golden State. He's a killer. How long can he keep it up? I don't know. Can he win a championship with a, you know, a limping Harden and a Kyrie who's not coming back because you don't come back from ankle injuries like that in one, two, three, or four weeks? Can he put him on his back for the, for the rest of the playoffs? I don't know. What I will say is he's the greatest player on the planet right now, and it's not even close. But that's what we got. The roundup. The sports roundup. Jeremy J.N. Fiend, once again, here with my brother. I all say pit. That's what we got. Let us know what you mad at. Holla at us. Rap me, boys! It's the Raspy Voice Kids, and it is now that time to get you into the Mountaineer state of mind. I'm Brandon Phoenix. Y'all know me as I also hate Pitt. I'm joined by Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. And you know what? 
I made a Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can Cause uh, you know I well, she, Excuse me Cause you know I bleed But I ain't a crypto But I got a gang of people walking with my click though That's right Mountaineer state of mind We're here It's time to catch up Brandon, Numbers 30, 30, and 31 Wait, I thought we were doing 30, 31, and 32 Oh, my bad, yeah, yeah 30, 31, 32 Let's do 30, man What you got for 30? JT Thomas in the building. Yes, 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 yes. Good one. And that's all I got. All right. Okay. That was a good one. I also had Spencer Mackey. Oh, nice. Which, by the way, that is not an original thought. Somehow I ran across it, so I didn't see it. So that's kind of cheating. But Spencer Mackey, shout out. Pernell Williams. Forgot about Pernell. Yep. Did you check it to make this sure? One, I, no, I'm, I'm I'm positive. 100% positive. We also had, and I did have to re- uh, look up his first name. I remember his last name. I remember his jersey. Lionel Armstead. Yale Catlin days, basketball. Nice. Very nice. I'm always bad at the basketball ones. That's right. So that's 30. Let's go. 3, 1, 31. Well, who played? Do you have any for that? I only have one. I only have one. Who? Pat Lazier. Bingo. That's the one I had. Oh, I actually had two, so excuse me. But I had Pat Lazier, uh, the great linebacker. Well, he should have been great. I thought he was going to be great. Um, I also had number 31, Chris Moss. Moss this, Moss that, Moss this, Moss that. Chris Moss this, Chris. (laughs) All right, I messed it up, but. Yes, Chris Moss at 31. So those are our two. Chris Moss, Pat Lazier, number 31. Let us know if we forgot somebody else. On to the last one. And I only have two from, from this. Maybe I'm missing. I, think I'm, I feel like I'm missing a running back. Number 32, Brandon. Aaron Beasley, son. The All-American. Killer Beasley. Can't forget Aaron Beasley. Who else do you have for 32? That's all I got. I feel like we're missing a running back. So let us know. Are we missing somebody with this number 32? I had Aaron Beasley. My second one was Rasul Douglas. Yeah, Rasul Douglas wasn't 32. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he? No. Yep. Okay, let's go look. Time to look. Get at your Google. We all going to look right now as a team to see what Rasul Douglas number was at WVU. You may know off the top of your head. No, I know now. I saw. I see it. He was not thirty-two at WVU. I knew he wasn't uh, thirty-two. He wasn't. He wasn't no thirty-two. Just joking. Just joking. Hey, look, keep it. Everybody on their toes. Excuse me. For some reason, I thought he was number thirty-two, but he wasn't. He wasn't. So we both had the same one, but mine got a minus one because I got one wrong. So boom, there it is. You got that. That's what's up. But that's what we have for 30, 30, 31, and 32, the Mountaineer numbers that you remember. Give it to us. Let us know who we missed. I'm sure we missed somebody. I feel like we missed a running back on 32. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, uh, Petaway. Wasn't Petaway 32? You got it. Martel Petaway. Yeah. I knew we were missing a running back. I was seriously signing off, and it just hit me. Knew we were missing one. That's good. Good get. Yep. All right. I know we may miss more. Let us know when we missed it, when we got it right, when we got it wrong. But that's it. That's a wrap for this show. 
Here comes the outro. Get out of Boom. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.